This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Tuesday, 14 November, Year of Alert 2023. A day that will live in many infamy around the war room because of the debacle we just had in the House. I want to bring in now Bob Good, Congressman from Virginia. Congressman Good, can you please help our audience understand why we could block a rule because uh, the CR was not good enough and the you know a number of congressmen out there, overwhelming numbers, said we can't do it this way. Why did the Speaker of the House... Uh, do a suspension of the rule and have a massive, about 209 Democrats, basically every Democrat that showed up to support this, uh, which is a, this thing, this CR is a travesty. Your, your thoughts? It is a big disappointment. It is a continuation of the same. And uh, as you know, it's keeping all the Biden, Pelosi, Schumer policies and spending levels in place for another 60 to 75 days. Uh, can't defend it, can't explain it. Uh, I was vehemently against it, as were most of my conservative colleagues. Uh, we knew that it would pass with overwhelming Democrat votes. I mean, why wouldn't Democrats vote for it? While they didn't get a lot of new stuff in it, they certainly kept everything that they had in place from last year's omnibus. And so it was a, it was a great disappointment. Well, when you say, look, you're one of the most articulate, and people look to you because you've been a deficit hawk. You've been all over this from the beginning. You kind of are at your... The moral clarity you had on the evening when McCar- historically McCarthy's speakership ended for the first time in the history of this republic, it was really your journey in trying to say to McCarthy, hey, I'll give you some slack. I don't agree with all this, but I'll be there and try to work with you on this. The most compelling, you know, Gates kind of made the case as a prosecutor, but it was your journey and the arc of your journey that I think drew people in. When you sit there, a guy like you that's articulate and smart and say, hey, I can't really explain it, somebody needs to explain this. I mean, we're, we're, we we like Mike Johnson. We've been a huge supporter of this. But this is, I mean, when they sit there and go, I need more time, I need more time, another six, you've had enough time. This kicks it down. There'll be six months. By the time this thing gets worked out, it'll be at least six months on this fiscal year, the next two trillion dollar deficit is already upon us. I just, I think people at home are sitting there going, "How can this possibly be?" With no explanation, and Mike Johnson hasn't had the common decency and courtesy to come forward and try to explain this. Besides a little soundbite, well, I need more time. Why is this a, a, a what the left says a government shutdown? Hey, that's a, that's a deadline. Maybe it forces everybody into a room to actually make the cuts that we need, sir. Yes, we should have sent the strongest, best uh, short-term stopgap funding bill that did contain uh, you know, some wins for the American people, that did contain some spending cuts, that did contain some policy. What was the best we could get out of the House just to buy a couple of weeks, perhaps, and then left home and been willing to suffer or abide by the risk of a government shutdown in exchange for some wins for the American people? And I'll give you an example of how the, and why that would have worked, uh, Steve. Uh, we did that on Israel. 
And now you've got the Senate right now, the Senate, the, the, the Republicans, some of the conservative Republicans in the Senate are trying to force a vote on our Israel package where Mike Johnson did a good thing, where he took the $106 billion that the president and Schumer wanted. He said, no, we're only going to do $14 billion alone. We're not going to choke down $90 billion that has nothing to do with Israel in exchange to get $14 billion aid to our ally. And then we're not going to borrow it, which was, first of all, separating it was huge. That doesn't happen in Washington. Secondly, not borrowing it, requiring that it be paid for. Thirdly, taking a, you know, trying to take a, a, sort of a pound of flesh out of Biden with the $80 billion expansion of the IRS. And then we just ref we sat on it and we said, Senate, deal with it. That's how we're going to fund Israel. And the Senate, of course, said no, as they obviously w were going to do. But now the, 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 some of our conservative friends on the Senate side are trying to first for force cloture on that, try to force a vote on that. And there, the Senate is, an, is a big standoff over there, which is a good thing. That's what we should have done with the CR. We failed to do it. It's a tremendous disappointment. And it does to some degree, Steve, it does reflect the conference. The speaker doesn't believe, apparently, that the conference would have backed him in a shutdown play, that he could have held together the conference, that they wouldn't have caved on him and given in, uh, because we don't have that muscle memory, uh, that willingness to fight, that willingness to battle. And apparently he believes that we're in a better position to fight, you know, uh, two months from now uh, or, or, you know, in, in, in mid-January than we are today. And what I argued with him was that, you know, well, giving in today makes it more likely we'll give in again in January. Uh, fighting today makes it more likely we would fight in January. How can this audience help? We, we understand the power of the war and posse. How can if it if it if if the argument is, hey, we'll be better prepared to fight in January and that's where we're going to pick a hill and we're going to die on it. What does this audience need to do? There are 95 people with us. There's 127 or whatever, 125 that are weak need. What 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 is Bob Good of Virginia think needs to happen in this 75 days that's going to make any different outcome in mid-January? Well, there are signs of hope. I mean, there are glimmers of hope. We, we have to recognize that we are trying to change the most powerful country in the history of the world. We're trying to undo some six, you know, six decades of failure, of explosion of the national debt. We're trying to you know, return back to a process, a legislative process, an appropriations process that we haven't done in you know, 25 years or so. And it's difficult and it's challenging. And the swamp... <laughs> It's called a swamp for a reason. This is a cabal. This is a cartel. And it's fighting us all along the way. But at least we are talking about and working. To, we have passed spending bills that actually cut our spending. Uh, we passed them out of the House. We have passed seven spending bills instead of zero. We are working towards trying to get all 12 passed together. And we've got a speaker that at least doesn't want to do an omnibus. Now, we may disagree with this move here, and I do vehemently and, and vociferously disagree with what we did today. Uh, but but, but uh, the speaker has committed. He said, hey, I will not do another CR. This is it. So he is on record saying that. He's told that to the American people. He's told that to the Republican conference. And he has said, hey, if we're going to work over this period that we have to pass our spending bills uh, and, and, and to continue to try to fight to cut our spending. So it's progress. And then he's, I believe he's committed to trying to, to do differently come January, February for the new year as we start the new process. I don't think he wants to end up in this position from last year. I do believe he's an honest broker. I believe he's an honorable man. I believe he's a genuine conservative who wants to do the right things. But there's a lot of people in Washington here that don't want him to do that and are fighting against him. 
And so I, I think what, what the audience can do, what our, what our friends can do, what our grassroots fighters can do across the country is continue to hold their Republican representatives accountable, continue to let their voices be heard, uh, to challenge them and what they expect them to do and what they expect them not to do, uh, because that does make a difference. You see members do respond uh, to as they hear from their, their constituents. And that the reality of it is, if, they're not, you know, if, 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 if you're not their constituent, if you can't vote for or against them, then it really doesn't matter as much. That is just the reality of how uh, elected officials tend to be. But uh, letting their re- elected Republican hear from them is critical. Do you believe the 127 we say he didn't couldn't hold the conference before you go are the are the 127 even Republicans I mean aren't they really centrist democrats Well I would say that there's a significant portion of the Republican conference that really doesn't want to do what we say we want to do doesn't want to really shrink government doesn't really want to cut spending doesn't really want to make uh, to do what we need to do and what we say we're going to do when we're running and asking for your votes. And then there are others who are sort of company guys. They take the company play. They follow the leader, so to speak. And they're not going to step out of line and take a lot of risks uh, and, and, and put themselves you know, in a vulnerable position. And so you kind of see that it's, it's about kind of a uh, two to one often on these, on these uh, tough votes, on these uh, sort of separating uh, the conference out. You'll see that breakdown where you have maybe somewhere in the name of number of uh, range of 70 or so that'll do what I think is the right thing. And you'll have about 140 that won't do what I certainly think they ought to do from a tough vote like today. Congressman, how do people uh, follow you? How do they get more information? At Rep. Bob Good is social media, bobgoodforcongress.com and um, good.house.gov. So thanks. Appreciate you asking. Steve. Appreciate what you do. People need to keep hope. We are making some progress. It's tough. And there's a whole lot of work to be done. And again, we got we we we're, we're, we are not going to stop battling. We're going to hold accountable our new speaker. We're with him. We want to support him. I, I have told people, Stephen. I'll just say this: It's like we've put in a new quarterback. Uh, when the team is 0 and 10, we're down 35 to nothing. We can't judge him by the same guy who lost all those games and, and put him in the position that he's down 35 nothing. But yet we don't want him to punt on third down. Uh, we want to put some points on the board. We want to work towards winning. And we felt like today was a punt on third down. And, and we, sh- we shouldn't have done what we did today for sure. Congressman, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Appreciate Thanks, it. Great to be with you. Appreciate you having me. Thank you, sir. Congressman Burchett, you had a lot of activity today, but I want to talk about the important stuff. And the important stuff is... You're one of the biggest uh, spending hawks out there. Tell me how we got in a situation that we went through all this to to upgrade speaker and we got a good, decent, hardworking, honest Christian gentleman. And we're in the position of being able to block a rule because the CR was a disaster. And he went around and went to Democrats on something that, to be brutally frank, is even far worse than anything McCarthy did to um to pass this so so how do we get into this situation let's talk about that first and we'll talk about how we're going to get out well he he had two weeks to do something honestly steve and he's uh he's kind of swimming you know at about about this level it's about the water's about right there on him and um uh i i honestly think he wants to do the right thing i think he wants to do a budget jody burchett 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 hang on hang on you say two weeks but he's been part of this we could throw you in there and you you would know exactly what had to be done we could have thrown you in there speaker and you know what had been done the reason is you guys have been fighting this fight 
since yep. 3 January when we got here. And he was part of leadership. I mean, he was, I think, the deputy to Elise Stefanik. It's not like any of these issues were new. I hear he's only been there for two weeks. But in the military, when they, you know, when you get shot up on the bridge and you jump up there and you got to take the deck and the con, you got to take the deck and the con and you got to do action. You can't, well, hang yeah. on for a second. I know the gunfire is all coming, but I need a couple of weeks ago. Maybe I'm not ready to be, to be, uh, you know, he volunteered for this. It's just not, that's just not good enough. It's just not because we all know what the issues are. This is not, this is not quantum mechanics. You deal with UFOs all the time. That's quantum mechanics. I'm talking just the basic math, simple math of of balancing a budget, sir. I can't I couldn't agree with you more. But what I was what I was going to say was that shouldn't excuse us from doing our job. You know, I was um, it's a somebody said, is this a bait you want to die on? And I said, yes, as a matter of fact, it is because we're going to lose our country. As you well know, this economic down uh, this spiral that we're going, we're going down the down the we're going down the down the the commode right now because we don't have any guts in our in our conference and we've we've got to we've got to get it or we're going to lose our country i keep hearing these people saying you know uh, a lot of the millionaire class is saying oh we're going to lose we could lose the um you know the majority in the house i said i said brother we could lose our freaking country this spending is out of control all we did was allow Pelosi and Schumer's spending levels to remain the same. And, you know, the Democrats are like, oh, I don't know about this. It's like Br'er Rabbit going to be thrown into the briar patch. Well, hell yes, they want to do this. This is exactly what they want because it continues all their crazy woke spending programs. It doesn't do anything for our southern border. And it, and it continues down this path. And where are we at now? Well, we well, the government stayed open. That was always the thing. You know, we're going to get blamed for the government shutdown. Well, I'll tell you what's going to be worse than a government shutdown is when our economic system collapses and you see those old pictures from the 30s where people are pushing a, a baby carriage full of money in these foreign European countries to pay for a loaf of bread. That's going to be right here because the, the way the inflation's going right now, we are out of control. <clears throat> Ending is, is just, um, it, it, it's insane. It's obscene is what it is. And you just use the same thing. <laughs> That's why McCarthy and the rest of them, they love these things, Mr. Bannon, is because there's but, no debate. There's no individual debate on the on the spending. And it's it's just it, it's chock full of stuff for the the lobbyists down on K Street and the special interest. And that's why they, they don't want debate on this, because they can wink and nod and go back home and say, well, we fought them. But, you know, we didn't fight them. We just gave in. And that's and that's unfortunate. And that's very disappointing. Let me, l l l l I want to go into the psychology because this is something I think the audience, in order for us to make change and to fundamentally change the psychology, because at the end of the day, this gets down to about victory and winning and, and having confidence in yourself. I want to go to this concept of the government shutdown. Now, in, in, in your district, and you, you have you're from a conservative district of of hardworking patriots out there in East Tennessee. What is? The, but the, one of the most powerful papers out there is quite liberal, correct? What what paper would that be? Uh, you cut out on me, Mister Bannon. What'd you say the last sentence? What, what what what? Yeah, what would be the? What's the biggest liberal paper in your in your district? Well, I'd I'd say the Knoxville News Sentinel. It's our only it's our only daily Perfect. paper. 
Exactly. So that and that is a that is a although you're a conservative and it's principally a conservative district, you got Knoxville, uh, the university, all that in the course of liberal paper. And I take it all the local TV, most of the local TV outlets are also to a large extent have a progressive or liberal bent to it. In virtually all these districts are Republicans, except for a handful, they all are centrist or lean Republicans. Some are MAGA and some are ultra MAGA. Why is the psychology of, oh, a government shutdown, I'm going to be blamed. When you're in the conference, how can these people justify, other than the fact that the Knoxville paper is going to take some shots at you and local TV is going to take some shots at you, what is the fear of, and it is a fear, what is this fear of having the regime basically defund itself, which is a government shutdown? Why is this a psychological barrier that we can't happen to get over well if they were ever for me overwhelmingly i'd have to re readdress my belief system because i've had a history of of running the opposite direction especially of our local paper they are um they they're corporate owned out of and it's they write it mostly out of nashville and i mean i'm in east tennessee it's in middle tennessee and nashville is quite the I wouldn't even call them progressives. They're just liberals now. Uh, they've left country music and everything behind. And um, I don't know. You know, I, I do know. I do know. I see a lot of so-called conservatives, and and they want to be they want to be approved by uh, they want the intelligentsia and the um, you know the liberal media and all the know-it-alls at, at our colleges and universities to kiss their butt. And uh, they think. And every time a conservative switches over and they and they get a few of these people oh you're great you're great well they're going to throw you out to the wolves you're not ever going to be part of their deal but they just want to be accepted and i don't want to be accepted i just want to do what's right and that's the problem there's a they think they they got these accolades by these liberals who you know hit maybe two hours a week in their office if they, if that and then they um you know and they sit around and and uh drink a martini at the country club and they pat you on the back, but they're the first one that'll stick a knife in your back. They're never going to be for you. And, and for some reason they just buy into that. And they, I've seen it time and time again, friends of mine have just, they've ruined their political careers because of that. And there's a psychology that just accepted by the, by the intelligentsia and the crowd born on third base and thought they hit a triple crowd is what I call them. Congressman, I know from your staff you've got to go. Uh, this whole issue with McCarthy, we'll get into tomorrow, another day with you when we got time. I don't want to. Uh, no, it's just okay. one I, thing. I, in the seventy-five, I got a little time. Go ahead. It, okay, in the seventy-five days, in the seventy-five days that we have between now and the in the next uh, in the latter effect in, in mid-January, what? do you believe needs to happen so we don't don't go through this debacle again and how can this audience assist you i think you need to start lighting up your congressman on the phone and on emails just say the spending is out of control cut the spending give us some border protection and quit and quit kneeling to the to the left wing and especially kneeling to the white house and 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 the united states senate you know who cares what they think we need to start negotiating, Mr. Bannon. We need to start sending them something and then forcing their hand. 
We are not doing that. That's the trouble we've had with our past administration. We would just, we well, the Senate's not going to do that. We can't pass that. Well, how about this? How about we're not going to pass what the Senate has? I mean, the shoe should be on the other foot. I think we need to, people need to educate themselves about all this crazy stuff and these so-called conservatives when they go home and tell y'all to your little Republican clubs that they're conservatives. Hell no, they're not conservatives. They're selling you down the river. They're, they're in bed with the Democrats. We have, and the, and the Marxist Democrats at that, because that's who's really running the show on that side. So I, I think people need to educate themselves about the issues and they need to start lighting up their people. And they need to encourage people to vote. 30 million evangelical Christians decided to stay home. And that's why we have a president in the White House who's still looking for the soft serve ice cream machine that's not there. Um, before then you bounce, we don't have time to play the clips because I want to get your, but there was a physical confrontation today up on Capitol Hill, um, and, and there was almost one in the Senate that actually got even uglier. We'll play those in the second half of the hour, but walk us through what exactly happened today, and, and where, where are you going to take this from here? Well, I was um, I was outside the conference, which is our caucus meeting, after it's over with, and there's a nice lady from NPR. Her name's Claudia. She, you can follow her on Twitter. I think her, uh, her, her feed today got 4 million views or something on this thing. She only had like 7,000 followers this morning. And she, um, uh, she was interviewing me about what was going on in the room. And I was explaining it to her after it was over with. And, um, and somebody came by and elbowed me right in my, um, on my kidney. And I fell forward on her and she said, I don't, I've never seen anything like that happen up here before. And I turned and it was Kevin McCarthy, of course, walking by me. And then I hollered at him and he acted like he didn't hear me. And then I, at that point, I just, just really ticked off and I ran after him to confront him about it. And he, um, he acted like he didn't do it. You know, he said on the note, he said, he said the hall was crowded. I just brushed him aside. And then he said, I didn't see him. And then he said, I didn't do it. And then the last thing he said, if I'd have hit him, he'd have known it. Now, which is it? You know, is he, he's obviously just not telling the truth. I think all Kevin did though, is show the rest of America, what the eight of us knew um, that he should not be the third person in line to be president of the United States. And that's what he did. Um, unfortunately, you know, he, there's an ask going to be an asterisk beside his career. And this is how he ends up. He's just spiraling out of control. It, that's the point. He, the viciousness has, has come back, and, and you know he refuses to resign and leave what a man of honor would do. Is he still – I keep hearing he's got the knives out for you, eight. He went on CNN this past weekend, said you guys are not really Republicans. you all got to be voted out. Uh, is that animosity something the conference needs right now? I mean, he's history. We're dealing yeah. with current problems. And they're, they're still – remember, he's still plotting every day about how he gets back there. Is it better for him just to leave? I think so. But, he's you know, he has $17 million in an account that was given to him. And and um, some of it, uh, I believe, possibly was given to him by the, the freed guy, Bankman Freed, the guy that's, that got busted for um, embezzling $3 billion through his um, scheme of, um, uh, you know, digital currency. And so, um, you know, there's a question of whether he's going to, have to give some of that back. I don't know. I don't know. I've been asked by reporters about it. I don't know all the details on that. But, yeah, he's got $17 million, and he's going to start playing in these races. 
And what we found out was that, in fact, he played in other races, and the races were Republicans. He tried to beat conservatives so he could put moderate and liberal Republicans in, which, as you know, that's why we're sitting here debating this CR, if we didn't have so many of those. Now, five of those that I know of beat the liberal in their districts. And he, um, you know, we were supposed to pick up over 30 seats. We we're supposed to be 30 to 50 votes ahead of the Democrats right now. We're only three. And so um, a lot of questions need to be asked. And he is he's going to be playing in my race. He's already making calls into the area and having his cronies call into the area and trying to find somebody to run against me. And he'll he'll spend a lot of that money. Um, I know my buddy Matt Gates said he's going to need more than 17 million to beat me. And I said, well, if he spreads it around, you know, he'll have a little less for you and, and more for us. But he's he's called me and Nancy Mace out a couple of times publicly. And so I, I suspect he's got his knives out and that's what he'll do. He'll write, he'll spend a ton of money trying to find somebody to beat us. Uh, Congressman Burchett, how do people then find out more about you, your campaign, your social media, all of it? Where do they go? At Tim Burchett. Um, you can see a lot of my media stuff on um, on YouTube. Just type in Tim Burchett and you'll find me. And um, and I really appreciate it, Mr. Bannon. It's always good to be on your show. Congressman, thank you for coming on. As you know, you're a big favorite of this audience uh, for your straightforward uh, straightforwardness and uh, for the representation you do of those great folks back there in eastern Tennessee. So thank you for coming on the war. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mr. Bannon. It's always a pleasure. God bless you, brother. Thank you, sir. Okay, uh, we're going to continue on. We got more uh, scandal, money, uh, who's doing what. We're going to break it down. We got Brian Costello is going to join us on the other side. We're also going to have a deeper discussion on what went down today. We want to make sure that you uh, understand everything that's going on. One of the ways you do it is with understanding money, currency, how it ties to capital markets and power. A great way to start is go to Birch Gold dot com slash bannon to get the end of the dollar empire the end of the dollar empire's four installments all free all free we're working on the fifth installment now you'll get you'll get up to speed on that maybe it's not as good as taking uh uh navarro's macro class but then that's uh 10 or 12 episodes right but this is pretty good you'll get up to speed birchgold.com slash bannon go get it today back in a moment I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month, and our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon 
989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Dot com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. 
Okay, Speaker Johnson. Okay, Speaker Johnson. We only need to do it once, guys. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Thank you, Memphis. Um, Speaker Johnson, this is um, this is a uh, a tweet or I guess a quote. Greg Kaplan just tweeted this. Has got it from the team. Uh, And I want to quote. I'm going to quote him here. I don't know if this is a parody or not. I don't think it is. I think it's from a real account. No, it's definitely from a real account. Speaker Johnson, quote, The passage of today's continued resolution puts House Republicans in the best position to fight for conservative policy victories, unquote. Brother, I think there's a, uh, Brother Johnson, I just think there's a huge gap between the fantasy you're living in, and that's a fantasy. And we're going to help. To, we're going to have to help you correct this situation, or you know, it's just a billet, dude. But this was a. I got to be blunt. This was just a atrocious performance. You haven't come forward. This is this is happy talk. Let me let me repeat happy talk. The passage of today's continued resolution puts House Republicans in the best position to fight for conservative policy victories show me show me let's let's map it out in 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 the, in the scuttlebutt is that the moderates came and they said listen we can we can fight for shutting the border and we can fight for sealing the border and we can fight for cuts real cuts and we can fight for that but we need time to uh we need time to socialize this we need time to work this in our districts we're in the we're in the 11th month of this deal. They haven't worked it. You buy that argument? I don't buy that argument. Do you think they're going to do any more to sell that than what's evident? And particularly, they talk, they blame it on these New York guys. Do these New York districts in, in Long Island and up there with Lawler in that crowd, do they not get New York City TV? Do they not see what's happening in, in, in Midtown Manhattan? Do they not see that the education system is being crushed, that the healthcare system is being crushed? You got illegal alien invaders from the Roosevelt Hotel to the Rowe Hotel down there in um, in uh, Times Square, and 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 Adams is sitting there having taking money. Looks like the FBI grabs some taking money from the Turks, uh, and by the way, have sold the the Roosevelt Hotel to Pakistan uh, to Pakistani Air. That he's asking for a five billion dollar bailout, of which we're never going to give him a penny. Do their constituents need any more? to understand that there's a crisis on the border? Do we need another 75 days to do that? Because that's what you're asking me to believe. Let's have just a a blunt conversation. Because if you don't pull this off in another 75 or 100 days, this crew, our crew, is going to say, hey, look, you had your turn. I got got you and I got the biblical worldview, and it didn't, it didn't, you got weighed and measured and found wanting. This is a tough town. This is a town without pity, and it has to be. Because the nation, have I said this before, the nation's in a crisis. And in a crisis, you work 20 hours a day, seven days a week or more. We're either in a crisis or we're not. This is either real or it's not. If it's not, then, hey, let's, let's, let's uh, put this out. And you should put these kind of things out, man. Dude, come on. The pa- and I quote, the passage of today's continued resolution puts House Republicans in the best position to fight for conservative policy victories. Dude, you take that to Fox News. Take that over to Murdoch. Get up on Sean Hannity tonight and repeat that, and have and have all the Republican establishment pat you on the head and say, "But you're you're a statesman. 
you did something, you're a statesman, because we're not going to have any more omnibus. You're a statesman. That's what they're going to say. And on CNN and MSNBC, you're a statesman. What they said when they stood up today, it's chaotic. You're not doing your job, and you got to lean on Democrats. 209 Democrats. Anytime 209 Democrats vote for something you put forward, it's not good. It's not going to help the republic. They stood up there consistently for the hour they had the debate of the two-minute speeches, and all they said is, we support this because there's no cuts. The nation just had a $2 trillion deficit. We're going to have another $2 trillion deficit, and another $2 trillion deficit, and another $2 trillion deficit. And we're going to be over $40 trillion for the blink of an eye, and then you're past the abyss. You're in. And you got now a train, a 1.25 train, a 1.5 train in interest, and 1.75 train, and 2 train in interest, which is all coming. As sure as the turning of the earth. Do, do, do the constituents, do, do, when Lawler and these guys come up and tell you, we can do it, we can do it. Molinari, he's probably the smartest of that group. When Molinari comes forward and he's the smartest, and he's sitting there going, I just need, we just need more time. We got to get, or we need more time to go back to the district and sell it. Crap. Crap. If you haven't sold it now, you're not going to sell it over the Christmas holidays on another 75 days. Write that down. That's just human nature. Come on, man. We're in a crisis. Don't blow smoke up. This is, I want to repeat. I got to repeat it. With a knitted brow, very serious. I'm going to go in Sean Hannity tonight. I'm going to repeat this. The passage of today's continuing resolution puts House Republicans in the best position to fight for conservative policy victories. Please tell me how. Please show enough respect for this audience, which is the ones that had your back and the ones that will have your back in the future if you take action. Please explain to them how that happens. Tell me how. Walk me through that. I want to know. I want to know details. Bring the receipts. Walk me through that. Because that's BS. Doesn't put us in better, puts us in worse. Oh, no, 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 because I got the ladder, and the ladder's going to get two shots of this and two. You haven't shown that you'll use any leverage at all. You haven't shown anybody. You got 127 guys that don't have any stones, and right now you're not cracking heads. We need to crack some heads, metaphorically, MSNBC and Media Matters. We need to crack some heads. You need, you need, you need some old-time religion over there. You're, you're a biblical worldview uh, Christian, give me some Old Testament. That's what I want. I want some Old Testament. Come out like an Old Testament prophet. The Old Testament, they weren't no happy clappy. No sermon in the mount in the Old Testament. That's what I want right now. Your biblical worldview, pick it. Go Old Testament or Revelations. Either one, pick it. No, no sermon on the mount. We don't need that. We don't need the meek inheriting the earth. Because you come across as meek and that's fine. You're, you're, you have lived Christianity and you're a good man. But now a good man has to turn to a hard man. You're going to be hard as a rock. This is not easy. They're going to chew you up. And everybody's saying discernment, you're a statesman, and all the guys on Fox Night, Murdoch News, yes, this is terrific because, you know, he he's not shutting down the government. Dude, it's a leverage point. Use the leverage point. Force them because the sun's going to rise on Saturday morning, and you're going to sit there Monday, and it's all going to be fine. Except they're going to be scrambling around a press appropriate. These guys are so, uh, this house, these house people are so intransigent. They're so intransigent. But you'll force them to the table. You'll force them to the table. You'll force them to the table. Nobody's just going to sit here and say we want to do it. It's a $7 trillion 
private equity fund every year. These guys get to distribute it and they're getting paid to do it. Of course, nobody's going to say stop. Somebody's got to sit there and have the courage to say, this can't go on. And it's not that I'm burying generations in the future. I'm burying generations right now. The lived experience. Do I need to refer back to the woman on CNN who ain't going to vote for Biden anymore? The Hispanic woman? Because she's working three jobs. It's either a crisis or it's not. And right now, let's be honest, it's just not a crisis. We're going to go home for Thanksgiving. We've got to go home for Thanksgiving. Why do you have to go home for Thanksgiving? The capital is a big space. Just bring some turkeys in there. Bring your family in there. Say a big blessing in there. Let's make it monumental. The year that they had Thanksgiving dinner serving. The, and by the way, invite the poor. Let's have let's have a, a, a the soup kitchen and hang on. Invite all the poor in D.C. There are plenty here. All the street people. Invite them into the capital. Cut up a bird. And then keep working. Go back to work and say, hey, look, honey, can you help with the bird? I got to go back into the thing. Or, you know, Kay Granger, come into work. Come on. Let's do it. Everybody. We'll bring the nation together. Congress is going to sit there and work. It's either a crisis or it's not. Oh, it's the holidays. It's the holidays. It's called Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thank you very much. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to save the new Jerusalem, he would say, hey, commemorate my birthday at work. It's fine, at work. Because you're saving the new Jerusalem. I'll give you a pass. Go to church, but, you know, go to church, but go back to work. Go back to work. This is all a big deal because you guys want to go and go goof off again. You just took, he took six weeks. Anybody that's always get six weeks off from one August into the middle of September, did you get that? No, you didn't get that. No, you didn't get that. It's either a crisis or it's not a crisis. I got to repeat this one more time. This is so good. I think I would put up over my bed tonight. The passage of today's continuing resolution puts House Republicans in the best position to fight for conservative policy victories. I didn't even attach a tiny, you know what I did? I slipped in the farm bill, so we extended it next September, which is in the middle of a presidential campaign after Labor Day. So I'm sure that's not going to get kicked down the road to dump on Trump's lap the first day he's back in office in 2025. It's a beautiful thing. But I'm, be- I'm positioned now for conservative victories. I am. I'm positioned. I'm in, no, excuse me. I'm in the best position for major conservative victories. Victories. Victory begets victory. This don't feel like a victory today, bro. When 209 Hakeem Jeffries-loving Democrats vote for something, it just doesn't feel like a victory. I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling victorious right now. I kind of got this righteous indignation, but we'll work through it. I think what we need to do, your congressman, you got to flood the cause, but I think, you know, Johnson's office put it on voicemail today. Hey, that's okay. But I think we need to educate Johnson, we're going to start in Revelations. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Remember that mantra, that refrain? Well, come and see the destruction of this republic, bro. Come and see that. Because this is the mentality that led us to this place. And we're either going to fight or we're just going to go, I need 75 days. You don't need 75 minutes. This was not brain surgery. How about not no, but hell no? 
and continue on to make even feel better on a bring in Brian Costello. Brian, read, uh, get it up. If Memphis can get it up, but Brian, join me here. Please read this tweet that made my head, before this happened, made my head blow up today. Just walk me through this tweet directed at McHenry. And McHenry was one of the eight that told MTG, no, I haven't seen enough yet to, to impeach my Yorkers. If you have not seen enough yet, to impeach Mayorkas and the invasion of this nation with 8 million people and the way he's gaslit people at these hearings. There's nothing on earth that's going to convince you. So McHenry was the leader of that to vote. No, I haven't seen enough of Mayorkas. Walk me through your tweet today and the importance of it, sir. Sure. So just uh, so people know, so Patrick McHenry is the chairman of the Financial Services Committee. So he controls the gavel. He controls the agenda. He controls the ability to send out subpoenas. Today, he wanted to tweet out about this new axis of evil developing. First off, it's not developing, it's there, of China, Iran, and Russia. So I called out Patrick McHenry and said, listen, you right now should protect the American people, the American economy, and the men and women who serve this country. All you need to do is confront Biden's chair of the SEC, Gary Gensler, on hiding a criminal racket. I've been interviewed by the FBI about this criminal racket, and they've told me they believe these are all crimes, and they snickered when they asked what the SEC was doing. So he can go square right at Gary Gensler at the SEC right now, who was Hillary's CFO and was signing the Russiagate uh, uh, checks, who's Biden who's corrupted by China's nominee, he could subpoena him right now. Steve, do you know how many, do you know how many actions in three years Gary Gensler's taken against China at the SEC? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess. Hang on. Wait for it. Zero? A hundred percent. None. Not a single action. Okay? Not a single action. So we said he was corrupt coming in. We've handed them the corruption the crimes he's covering up for political donors, and the data now supports that the guy's doing nothing related to China. I wouldn't say he's doing nothing. He's actually hiding it. So as she lands his plane with his new Manchurian candidate, Newsom, right, and all, you know, she wants to meet with all the Wall Street cronies and everybody else beforehand, they're hiding crimes from the American people in the capital markets. And Mr. McHenry, you wanted to be speaker, you know, People fell on their sport to make you speaker. You you lead you lead before you get a position. You don't lead you don't promise to lead when you get in the position. Right? So, you know, stop taking your little hissy fits and pounding your gavel and saying, Oh, there's this new access to evil and do your freaking job. What is we have she uh coming tomorrow. Uh, Brian, you've been at the forefront of the investigation into Sequoia Capital, but really emblematic of the of the problem we have in venture capital and the managing of people's pension funds that are in business to finance not just the Chinese Communist Party and the PLA, but the most advanced technology. Why would Biden in this time, when we've made so much progress in decoupling, why are we having why are we allowing Xi to come here when he's looking for a bailout? For his uh, for the commercial property and residential property Ponzi scheme he's got going on, why why would the United States ever want to do anything to help she right now? Well, first off, it's you know because the political donors asked for it, right? So she there was one thing tweeted out today by Chris Fenton that 
she asked for a meeting with the business community before he would meet with Biden. So he knows who controls him. The donors control him, right? So he wanted to come over and meet with the donors. And if you look at this video, it's not Biden here meeting him at the bottom of the stairs. It's Gavin Newsom, right? The, new, the ultimate Manchurian candidate who Sequoia has been buying off for years as the governor of California, right? He's got $260 million. He's, Gavin Newsom is long on China, Steve. He put $260 million of the California people's money into a company that is now being investigated by Congress for funding PLA initiatives and PLA contracts. And in return, that company he put the money into uh, uh, through CalPERS is now funding his Manchurian candidates. So, uh, you know, Biden wants to open the door for the business community. And Gavin Newsom's right there hugging Xi Jinping, taking the lead, hoping his his coffers will be uh, uh, be filled with the with the China money to either you know what, he, replace Biden what, or, what, or New, Newsom, Newsom Newsom's running in twenty twenty four. We know that because they, they want to get rid of Biden because Biden can't beat Trump. Newsom just gets back from China. He's over rubbing up on Xi, saying this is my partner to solve uh, climate change. Correct. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's talking about that. You know, it's it's it's, uh, yeah. you know, and, and what they're ignoring is that all the all the uh, yeah. natural resources need for these things that they're pushing are all in China. Right. So he's actually pushing supply chains deeper into China by pushing the EV initiatives and all this other stuff. Right, Steve. So he's 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 in deep his his money and he's he's in long China. And I'll tell you what, it'll be pushed out over TikTok. Look at how great. Look at how great Newsom's relationship is China. We're going to have world peace if, if Newsom becomes the president, when the exact opposite will happen. By the way, people know that the, the whole Hamas, the whole Muslim Brotherhood, Sharia supremacist uh, line of thought is being pushed by TikTok. we got to bounce. Brian, you're doing an amazing job. I know people can get to Twitter to find out what you're thinking, but give me a website, Twitter, all your handles, and people can follow you because you're just, just, investigative uh, uh, drive. Uh, BP Costello ahead, Steve on Twitter, but I'm going to probably have to diversify that since uh, your buddy Elon Musk is now censoring information on Shannon Sequoia and, and, and scrubbing it from the record. So we'll see. I might have hold it. Toss also get, get, get give me a, you ought to be on Truth. You got to be on Getter. You ought to be on all these platforms. But give me a minute on that. Tell me about Elon Musk and because uh, he suppresses everything that's anti CCP. Yeah, so now we're seeing, and I've posted videos of this, so and people can go look themselves. If you push, go into search and Twitter, and you put in Neil Shen, you put in Sequoia Capital, you put in Hong Shan, the new name, you put in Sequoia China, and you scroll down, you can see the history has been wiped out. So there's only like a couple tweets when you put in Neil Shen, and you have to click on latest. So people can see that on their own. And Sequoia is an investor in China. She's coming over here now. And it looks like, you know, the... the the instructions to uh, uh, Mr. Musk have been put in. Brian Costello, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Bye. How, how do I stay jacked up here in the war room? Warpath Coffee, right? I'm a, I'm a dark coffee aficionado. I got it up there right there. Warpath.coffee slash war room. Go there right now. Best dark roast ever. And the mild roast are pretty darkened good also. But you will not be this is premier premium coffee. It's taken us over a year to get this sorted. Couldn't be uh, happier. Back in the warm. See you then. Debt. 
You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently without bankruptcy and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.